0: is. What's up, Curtis? It's time for another electrifying edition of Okada Shorts. Are you ready?
1: Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) I I just double checked. I am ready.
0: (laughs) Yes. I thought we were almost going to do a real intro for one time, but I guess that's not the case.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Real intro. This is the real intro. Yeah, this This is 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 how we roll, roll, man. This
0: is the real intro, man. What would you say your favorite faction in New Japan (laughs) is at the moment? Because I I think I think you, I think I know what you're going to say, and I may have had a run in with them uh, this last week, and maybe they're not my favorite faction anymore. That's all I got to say.
1: Wow, you had a run in with just four guys. (laughs) No, 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 the hottest, the hottest thing, the, the, the vibe. Okay. Our show is vibes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about like who we vibing with who I'm vibing with right now is the mighty don't kneel TMDK. I fucking love that shit. The The TV title match was a fucking beautiful, beautiful moment in time. And uh I, I, I'm I'm interested in hearing this. You say you had a run in with uh with TMDK. Well,
0: a TMDK member. So the I'm also all about TMDK at the moment, loving the front man stuff, loving seeing Mikey and Shane in New Japan. TMDK are a Perth faction. You know, these are these are my people, right? You'd think I'm a podcaster from Perth. It's very excited. I'm I'm doing the a show for, for Fringe World here in in Perth, West Australia and I was very fortunate to be asked to be the referee for two shows over two different nights, WrestleBrania. It's like a quiz show, I think Spicks and specs with power slams and suplexes it's like a fun quiz show with two panels about wrestling and I'm the referee so I'm doing the scoring and things like that Now of course it's all bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're trying to make it as entertaining as possible while, you know, answering all that shit. And my scoring method was Scott Steiner-ish at best, I guess you'd say. And it's referee's discretion. <laughs> it's so, terrific. so, you know, something could happen, like uh, Australian uh, TV legend Rove McManus was on the first one, uh, and... There was one game where you have to do a promo in the voice of a wrestler and then sing a song. So it'll be like a famous song, and then he will like perform it in the voice of a wrestler, and then his panel needs to guess who the wrestler is and what the song is. And Rove McManus chose to do uh, Rebecca Black's Friday, but as Andre the Giant. And it was Unbelievable. <laughs> and it's just fun, and they let it play out. They milked it. They're like, I don't quite know who it is. They knew who it was, and it just went for ages, and everybody's losing it, and then, obviously, he gets a giant bonus for doing that, which was like an extra thousand points to their score and stuff. You know what I mean? I was just, I throw around numbers, and I make it interesting, and I penalize people for when they don't, you know, they do a bad job, or maybe they don't impress me, or or whatever, you know? I I have right of way. Referee's discretion, yep. And so on the second show, the panel uh, involves one team's wrestler is TMDK's Damian Slater. And then the other team's uh, panel has uh, Harry from Survivor. So on Australian Survivor, there was this guy, Harry. Also on the same season was Grayson Waller, who's now in the WWE NXT Champion, I believe. They were both on the same season of Survivor. Both were wrestlers. Though in Survivor, his, restless, uh, uh, like his story wasn't being a wrestler. They're like, he's an ice cream guy because it was already a wrestler, but he is a wrestler. So I'm on the panel, and <laughs> immediately Slater and I got off on the wrong foot. So uh, I get oh. introduced last as the referee, and as I'm walking out, <clears throat> Damien Slater goes, well, this is what it looks like when you order Eric Rowanoff Wish. Ooh, yeah. I know, and, and it was like, ah, oh. and everybody just prior to me getting announced, the, the uh, you know, host had said asked everybody for their favorite wrestling moment. So I, I go, ha, 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 and I'm waving everybody, and I walk around and I walk up to my scene. I get to the mic and I go, hey, Jeff, don't you want to ask me what my favorite wrestling moment was? And He goes, what is your favorite wrestling moment, Rafe? And I go, it was probably when Damian Slater was immediately eliminated in the WWE Cruiserweight Classic by Chijiri. Huge pop from the audience. Damien Slater's unimpressed. (laughs) And so let's just say we got off to the wrong foot, right? And so these barbs would continue. He'd turn around and be like, you better get this one right, boy. And I'd be stuff like, I'm the fucking law around these parts, Slater. And they'd be like, who's your favourite faction or whatever? And somebody would be like, it's TMDK. Damien's faction, I'm like, is he even really in the faction if he's not on New Japan World? You know, things like this. You know, fun little jabs just between <laughs> each other. And so anyway, at the end, one of the last questions, let's just say his team wasn't doing too well. I think the score as we headed towards the last question was uh, the 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 heel team, Damien's team, was on 26 points. I was on 100 points. Uh, someone in the audience was on 100 points. The entire crowd themselves were on 300 points and the face team was on 2,600 points, something like that. So it wasn't going too well for the heel team. Jesus. And then the last question, was that, it was like a fun question by Jeff. He was like, and the last question in the speed round is, when is the next EPW event? Which is the, you know, the company in Perth that Damo wrestles for. And he goes, I know this one. And then he plugs the event. And then Jeff goes, what's the score now, Rafe? And I went, uh, coming absolute last on zero points for a cheap plug bonus, Negafire, dropping him down, (laughs) taking off his 26 points. Heel team, these guys. And then I think we all know what's going to happen. I come to the front of the stage to announce the face team. I'm like, the winners... The face team on 2600, and then a low blow from behind from Damian Slater drops me like a sack of shit. I take a bump on the stage. My notes go everywhere. Fuck it, I'm out. And then he grabs the mic. He's like, I'm sick of this fucking motherfucker, and all you people need to recognize that I know. And then Harry jumps to my defense, puts Damian on a sleeper, and fucking knocks him out. Fucking puts him out cold. I am revived. I announce the face team and I limp off uh and everybody goes off happy. Right. So it was a great it was a great time. But me and Damo look, we, we squashed the beef afterwards. We realized it was heat of the moment and maybe both of us said things we didn't mean, you know, but there is still a little bit of tension. So I'm just saying, it's just dulled the sheen of TMDK a little bit for me.
1: Oh no. Yeah. I mean Next up we're gonna have you know the, the the man out here calling you a cunt or something. It's gonna be terrible.
0: That prick can never do that. <laughs> <I
1: don't think>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he will. I, I doubt
0: well, he I doubt he'll remember I exist beyond that night, you know. The guy's a big star.
1: Well he'll yeah. he'll remember you and you know why he'll remember you? But, because we are the king of shorts. The International Wrestling Grand Prix, the Okada, the Okada Shorts podcast. We almost did it here today. I almost got through it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm so terrible at this podcast. <laughs> eh? uh, I think you're very
0: good at it. You're just bad at the intro.
1: I'm bad at the intro. I'm bad at the outro. Yeah. Uh, but you're not feeling well. I, I do my and best. And you also seem middle. to
0: be like texting at the same time as doing the intro, which is a wild choice. But here we are.
1: I'm not. I'm no. I'm. I'm looking at our rundown of uh, talking points. Wraith ah. sent us out talking points today of what we wanted to cover, mm. and um, at that point is when I remembered. Oh shit! Yeah, we need to do the intro. <laughs> you know.
0: You know. You could just have the intro written down on those notes.
1: I think. Yeah. I. I, I started <laughs> writing. You know that outro that I that I used to do. Yeah. Um, and then it. I changed it a little bit when we started talking about the Patreon oh, and stuff yeah. like that, and okay. like. I think I'm going to write it all out and mm. commit it to memory and really just go for it. I don't you know? know if
0: that's our vibe, though. I feel like our charm lies in our utter unpreparedness and shittiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, just did not know because I, I felt like last week, like we finished the episode and we were like, Oh fuck! We were going to talk about like we just completely forgot, went on a tangent, derailed ourselves, and then just never talked about what we were originally going to talk about. Like, so I was like, maybe we'll at least write down the kind of things we want to get to today.
1: Well, well, I mean, last week we wanted to do our you know year in review, which we we've again forgotten, forgotten this
0: review. week. We've again forgotten to do it's, it because we it were is, like, we'll do it, the it next. It is so boring now. Yeah,
1: and it's not it's not on the rundown. So we'll next time we record, we'll do our year in review. Okay. Mm -hmm. It'll, it'll be late February, but we'll do our year in review. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, look, look out for it. Year in review 2022, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, January 5th of, uh, 2022 all the way up to January 4th, 2023. We're going to do it. We're going to go through it. We're going to Say all this. Not today, though. All that it sounds like we're going to do it today. Not today but, no. but
0: we're not going to do no, it today on the 10th of February. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it fucking down <laughs> on the, the track. 24th. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do it around the 24th of February, provided we remember. That's when it makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's when it makes sense. It is gonna make sense. sense. Um There's a chance we'll never so- do. it. There's a chance we're never gonna there's a chance that this might just be a running running gag and like in June we'll be talking about it. We're gonna get to our fucking we do if we're interview. gonna get it
0: happening though, we probably need to do it next time. Just because like I don't know how many days hang on, let me look at this little thing. I have like forty eight days till I'm in Japan. So like time is fucking short. Like it is coming in hot. Short? How short? <laughs> As short as you need it to be. Okada level.
1: Tai Chi revealed trunk short is how short
0: that that weight is.
1: Ooh. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So speaking of very short uh, and and Okada, we got proven fucking wrong by the Noah show, huh? Fuck, we did. We were on a tear last episode being like, is this
0: fucking piece of shit going to be worth the money? Dude, it was a good show. And it's like the hottest angle At in least... fucking wrestling.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, immediately like everyone's like, We're gonna finally get a big crossover event. We're gonna Kaido Kiyobia and Okada and all the like Yeah, man, we we're gonna take our L and fucking hang our hats on that because uh you know, we we were wrong. We wanted to know if um we want to know if It was going to be worth it. We didn't think it would. Evidently it was. And um, L. L on us. I would say... uh, Copen Sieve. You know what? It, It was a bit of an L on us, but I would
0: say New Japan have still got to build up a little bit of goodwill with me when it comes to paying the money for the extra shows because there is a track record of them not being good. Yeah? So this was, and that's awesome, and... And over crossover was, but I need to see a few things. Maybe Battle in the Valley's got good production value. Maybe a few other things. You know what I'm saying? Like before we're throwing around extra money and stuff, I kind of need to know that that's now the standard. Like if it slides back and you're seeing like B-level strong style footage and things like that, then I'm, I'm not going to be impressed or... Or willing to do it but it sounds like the model's changing anyway right like we, when it comes to American stuff anyway it sounds like they're going to be doing it as a, a pay-per-view thing but then if you don't want to pay for it it just gets released in chunks on New Japan World following up to it yeah
1: I mean I understand I understand why they're doing it and I apologize for whatever I said about how it might not be worth it i should have known better it was worth it last year we had a, like it was good times it was even it was worth even more this year it's all cool it's fine i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i just who are you apologizing I just, I, 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 to fuck him we, like i said I mean, if, if we were a, if we were a bigger podcast we'd have people in our mentions right now you know <laughs> here's your l clown emoji cope and seethe you know <laughs> Look at these fucking I would assholes. love that.
0: I would love that if people were throwing our shit takes in our face. I think that would be amazing. Oh, man.
1: Ice cold fucking takes on us, eh?
0: Ah, well. You know what? We're out here to just put our thoughts into the world as they happen. Like you said, vibes, good or bad. So, yeah. But uh, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I always want New Japan to win. I always want good wrestling to watch. Um, that angle was hot as fuck. It was awesome. There were some great matches um and and i found the entire thing even like you know certain outcomes and stuff are predictable because it's crossover type stuff still had heaps of fun like i felt like it was maybe the best bushy match i've ever seen like you know like the like every the entire card felt like everybody was out to outdo the other company so even like the lower tag stuff all the way through had just like this spice to it that i i really enjoyed
1: yeah um these crossover shows, when they do them, um, you know, sometimes they can seem a little bit predictable. They can seem like, uh, oh, we we know that, you know, nobody important's going to get pinned or anything like that. And, and we even talked about that last time. And they kind of turned that on its head. They said, uh, you know what, we're going to have Sonata get pinned and it's going to, you know, wherever he goes from here, that's going to hang over him. And that's going to be his story for a while coming up. Um, I noticed you you put on here that you wanted to talk about Sonata. Yeah. And that shocked me a little bit.
0: Yeah, okay. So I know that's not something that would normally come, but I was listening to the <laughs> We Work Stiff podcast this week.
1: and Shout out to friends of the podcast, yeah, We Work Stiff. What exactly. up, John?
0: Exactly. What up, team? Um, love that show. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, but in their discourse, they were talking about Sonata, that exact stuff, like the kind of losing streak that Sonata's been on, uh, if you haven't listened to We Work Stuff before, they really like sort of break down character stuff. That's their whole thing: small interactions and looks, and they're always following the story narrative more than breaking down matches and stuff. But um, I love it. I love, I love when it. they do that stuff. Yeah, it's it's wicked. They they really go deep on it, and it's killer. Um, and in the, in their kind of thing, they've been talking about the ongoing storyline of Sonata, the kind of. Uh, sort of dissension that he's slowly been having with LIJ um, and and his losing streak and him, you know, saying things like, you know, I need to change or become something else or be my best self or whatever. Um, and then they were like, maybe come this, you know, Keiji Muto is, is a huge figure in Sonata's life and a mentor and stuff like that. We're about to go to K.G. Muto's retirement show. Naito has him in the main event. Is there an opportunity here where we see Naito disrespecting, you know, K.G. in a way that Sonata does not approve of and he gets involved and we see, you know, him turn from LIJ? Would also be a great way for Muto to not lose his last match, which I think he would fucking be about, if I'm honest, because... Brother's out here working at the moment. He's in wheelchairs. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do my last match because I've got a sore leg and a back and a thing. Like every excuse in the world to lay down in his last match. But maybe they shoot some kind of angle or maybe it's coming not far off and it's the reason for it. And then they're like, is there the potential here for us to see Sonata win the New Japan Cup? And the moment those words left their fucking – Lips traveled into a microphone, traveled through all the wires into my fucking Bluetooth and out of my fucking speakers. I messaged Josh and I was like, don't you put that fucking juju into the world. I'm going to Sakura Genesis. I do not need a fucking Sonata Okada main event at the fucking Ryogoku Hall. I'm taking <laughs> Don't friends... Don't put
1: that evil on Don't me. Don't put that buddy.
0: evil on me. I'm fucking travelling across the world. I've convinced friends to not do other things... To go to this fucking show... Because I'm like... It is going to be banging... And a great thing to go to. And if that's the main event... I'm going to be shuffling them out the fucking doors... Before it even starts. <laughs> like, I have seen the chemistry between Okada and Sonata, and unless there is a drastic change from Sonata, it's not something I need to see in person.
1: I, I notice that we both have our dogs in our lap right now. It's we dog cast today. We do.
0: Mochi and Frankie, friends across the world. Or oh, you can hear Mochi licking my microphone.
1: I can hear Mochi licking the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so story.
0: I think you would agree with me, but that's not exactly the sizzling main event that I would be looking for at Sakura Genesis.
1: No. It's not it's not very sexy. It's not either. very sexy at all. It's the opposite of um, sexy. Pants pants uh I mean it's that. sexy
0: in that. that they are both two sexy men, but it's not sexy as in the wrestling would be as stale as fuck. Unless Sonata changes everything, sort of everything about himself.
1: Sonata. Mm. Yeah, it's a different sort of Sonata. Maybe we'll see the great uh great or something like that, and it'll be Sonata's like great muda version of himself
0: maybe i don't know if i see a paradise lock i'm fucking you
1: you see the clips of like
0: when they're fucking in the hall setting the pillows on fire and throwing them into the ring that'd be fucking me solo just running around the fucking place trying to burn the ring down
1: (laughs) just like a paradise lock that somehow turns into a money clip and then you just hear rafe going oh
0: god Let's burn this fucker down <laughs> <Like he> just, <laughs> as I just start up a rebellion in the fucking stands.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's too much to deal with. That would yeah. be really bad. That's too much um, to deal with. So I, I'm yeah, already we're giving that.
0: it too much air. We're we're fucking speaking it into reality. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like they're they're checking the fucking you know, the internet stats and the algorithms and stuff and being like there's a lot of discourse on social media about sonata at the moment. Guess the fans love it. It's New Japan Cup winner. Yeah,
1: they love yeah. we're not we, we don't actually speak English. And we have people who will speak English, but we don't want to subject them to this fucking podcast. Yeah, we'll just, just hear that they keep saying Sonata. <laughs> good or bad that works. For the record though, I love Sonata.
0: I love everybody on the New Japan roster. I just don't want to see him in the main event of Sakura Genesis when I'm there in the house. But, hey, maybe this we were fucking wrong about not. Maybe it turns around, fucking Sonada pulls the hottest angle in wrestling since fucking Okada and Kita, Kiyomiya, and um, and then everybody's talking about how Sonada's like the new fucking coolest guy in New Japan, you know? Maybe changes up his moveset. I don't know what happens, but... Um before we well, let's um... oh, oh, but I was gonna say before we go into anything oh, no, else, please. is there anything else because I mean a bit of time has passed, but is there anything else you want to say about that interaction on the Noah show? Because I feel like it's one of the if not the hottest angles in wrestling going now. And the entire interaction was just so fucking cool and brought out a side of Okada we've never seen. And the intensity between both guys was like, "This is how you do this shit." Like, I ju- I just feel like yes. we we need to just touch on it a little bit. You know, it's cooled down a bit now. Obviously, it's been like a you know a couple of weeks, but it's still a very real, you know, thing.
1: Yeah they they said that uh, who was it? Someone someone on the internet on Twitter had said that that was, uh, Togi Makabe's craziest way to get out of taking a bump in a in a nothing tag team match <laughs> that's not love... incorrect um yeah no it was so weird seeing okada just lit up like that like normally he's very workmanlike yeah. he's you know ready to go he'll he'll get excited he'll get you know uh, animated but he's never pissed off yeah. that was a, a side of okada that you just don't see you yeah. know He's the top of the mountain. He doesn't need to get fucking angry. People come to him. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to fuck you up, little man. Yeah. And it was so wild to see. Um, You see that switch flipping him,
0: right? Like when fucking Kiyomiya finally has enough, he's over on the ring. He's been disrespected. He wanted to start against Okada. Okada's not having it. And he's been disrespecting him for like a year since their first one, you know, just little barbs and shit in the media. Like, Who's Noah? I don't follow that. I only follow big time shit. Then he won't face him. And then he's got him in the lock with his back to him. So he's not even looking at him. And then then Kebe gets it. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this motherfucker. And gets in and gives him a couple of kicks. And Akata's just ignoring him, not even looking at him. And then he just goes, fuck this dude. And just kicks him in the face as hard as he fucking can. And you see Akata go, oh, yep. And then he fucking sees the blood. And he's like, this boy about to get it. And then he fucking goes ballistic. Yep. He's like, My beautiful face. Nobody like makes me bleed, man bleed catch my own these blood. Hands. <laughs> oh my Nobody god.
1: Nobody makes was, me bleed it my own blood. It was wild. Blood.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was. Nobody makes me bleed
1: my own blood.
0: That's what that's exactly what happened. And then he's the shots he was throwing on him and stuff. And then it was also how you do a pull apart. I've seen thousands of fucking pull aparts you know, in WWE and and things like that over the years. But it just felt like way more intense. Uh, And then like, there's a few parts where where Okada's like, yep, yep, no, you're right. I'm going to walk this way. And then just fucking runs around the ring and fucking comes around and drop kicks him (laughs) in the head. And And then when he's, when they're finally pulled apart and, you know, Kimia gets on the microphone and he's like, we're going to have a match and blah, blah, blah. And then Okada doesn't even have a mic and he's just yelling and he's just got this like laughing look on his face. Like, you know, if you've been in a real fight or, or, like, something like that happens and you see it all the time and you've been punched and you're kind of, like, laughing but you're angry and you're, like, no, fuck yeah. you. Like, it's- I'm not giving you anything. Like, yeah, it was just – and then the footage backstage where they're trying to film him he slaps a camera out of a dude's hand and stuff, it was really cool to see that, you know, Rainmaker facade crumble and him just be, like, so pissed off.
1: Yeah, the, the – what is it? Work shoot, you know, aspect of it. Yeah. Like people were like, oh, was that, was that real? Like, was, did he just Ricky Choshu that motherfucker? Like it's, it's so crazy to see like how they can, we all know what professional wrestling is, Yeah. but it's those moments that make us forget what professional wrestling is that make us love what professional wrestling is. Yeah. And that was one of them.
0: We all want to get worked. And it was like, that's what it is, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. I think that they used like our discourse again, like about the Noah show against us. Cause our kind of take, and I think a lot of people's going to take, is that like, nothing's going to happen. It's a crossover show, wrestling politics. No one's taken a fucking L, you know, it'll just be by the numbers. And And to be fair, whenever these things happen, that's normally how it fucking goes. And that's really sort of how it went on the first Noah crossover show. So then they used it against us. They're like, oh, everybody's, you know, there's a bit of tension and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, whatever. And then like when the tension was really there, you're like, oh, yo, this is like, this is what this could be. And it's really cool. And I Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know how far they're going to take it people will be like, oh, you know, like they can't put the titles online, and they can't do anything. It feels like everything's off the table. You know, like they're like, oh, well surely Okada will win is the biggest star. And so maybe not. You don't know what deals, like what long-term plans are going between the show, the companies, they're obviously planning to do more together. They're like writing angles and stuff, you know, and like no one rocking up on Wrestle Kingdom, like backstage and different things, like they're, they're doing stuff. So, who says that they don't go? The whole deal between Noah and New Japan isn't like, yo, we can do whatever you guys want, but the one thing we want is to just get Kiyomiya over. We need a new star. And if you, you know, it's not going to fucking hurt Okada to lose to Kiyomiya at like a Noah show, you know? Like, what, what does it matter? Like, so imagine if that happens, like even if it's not for titles or whatever, but like that makes Kiyomiya's career. For Okada, it's just another win in a million wins, you know. Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I, I, I just I wish that we lived in a world where all the companies could. So, so they're playing a lot. They're playing, playing along. They're playing together. They're playing nicely right now, but it would be so cool to live in a world where just big upset Kia Mee is now the IWGP world heavyweight title holder. I would love it. Like, holy shit, bro. I mean, the internet would, why not? Puro fucking, Twitter would fucking light itself on fire. Like why, you know? why not? You know what I
0: mean? Like it's all a fucking work. Like why not do it? Like there's a lot of value in that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of value in making people talk. And so and then you can still yep. use that to shine up another New Japan wrestler, be Okada, or anyone else. Kiyomiya upsets Okada in some way. He's the IWGP champion. And then that's a kind of a good way to like get the belt off Okada again. Cause then anybody else can take it and then you put Okada back in the chase again. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's things you can do, or then Okada just Takes it back from the next Like, who cares? Like, it's it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it would have people talking, you know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with this. We don't. We I, I, we're not really a predictions kind of show. Um, but the only prediction I can give you right now is that the next time they have a crossover show with Noah and New Japan, I'll be plopping down the fucking money for it. Yeah. Like. I, Prove me wrong. Like
0: when is that show coming? Like the Kimmer Aikata because they have achieved what they wanted. We're gonna fucking watch that show when it comes out. Like that I'm not gonna wait two weeks for that because that's now a must watch match, you know? And the that whole show's got crossover with all Japan, crossover with Noah, crossover with New Japan, all on the same thing. Like that's gonna be banging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, uh, they were talking about doing it at the Muto retirement show, mm-hmm. and Okada was like, no, I'm not doing this at a fucking Noah show. <laughs> like, you can come to a fucking New Japan show.
0: Yeah, but it was so on a poster. I don't know what's going on. It was on a poster.
1: Kiyomiya was like,
0: I'm a fucking make him come. So, like, whether he starts, like, rolling up on, like, a new, new beginning in Osaka is tomorrow. Whether he rolls up again, like... He's like, I'm just gonna piss him off until he comes. Like,
1: <laughs> fuck, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so fucking cool, man. It's so cool. Oh god, Kumi is bad, dude.
0: He is. But yeah, well, do you? Uh, we um, probably um, can't find well, it let's... quickly. When? When is this show? I want to fucking see it. When? How do I find it? I'm not good at the Noah and, you know, K G Buto retirement when show me dome full card February 21st I think it's February 21st if it's very soon yeah it's at last love bye bye last love yeah show me the fucking lineup show it to me okay where is it reveal your secrets yeah exactly this is riveting radio and is this it nah this ain't fucking it bro this ain't it, bro. I don't know. I don't know. He's had 50 fucking retirement matches. I can't. I. It's not my responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Is it the grand final? I don't fucking know. Tell me. Retirement match. Yes. It's February 23rd is Last Love. Uh, and that is the one where the final two matches are Okada versus Kiyomiya and... Keiji Moto versus Tetsuya Naito. So, yeah, there's some there's some shit going down, man.
1: There's some shit going down. I I wonder if they're actually like now that they've started advertising that match, I guess it would be kind of shitty to pull Okada from it now, but it's it's not a not a title match, is it?
0: Does not say. I would I would think not. Um, but hey, you never know. You never know. I would be severely, like, really surprised if they put their title online and like, you know, on the line in like a, not a, it's, is it even a Noah show? You know what I mean? It's like a Keiichi Moto show, but hey, you never know what will happen, but it all, um, the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. And it speaks to like Okada's fucking vibe, right? You know what I mean? Him being like, I don't care if it's announced. I'm not, I'm not going. I don't give a fuck. So we will see. Yeah.
1: Yep. I, I wonder if they do have him show up at, uh, which is it Osaka tomorrow?
0: Yes, it is Osaka tomorrow, which I'm devastated about because I was looking forward to watching it live and I've just been informed by my wife that I have to go to a thing. And I'm like, can I not do the thing and instead do this? So we'll see. I think I have to go though. Fuck.
1: Well, prayer's up to you, bro. Yeah.
0: I'll just go R.I.P. into you. full media blackout and watch it when
1: i get home i think guess so uh i will not be able to watch it live either because i will be in wales that's right we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more on drop your shorts yes uh, which right. is our patreon exclusive show exactly where we so, tra- don't uh,
0: talk about new japan and we talk about anything else
1: <laughs> yeah that's where we talk about everything like dogs uh so so we've got Osaka coming up. Do you want to talk about Osaka first or do you want to talk about uh, what happened in Sapporo? Uh,
0: let's just quickly give an overview of Sapporo just because the new beginning shows were really fun. You know, I don't think we need to get into all the details, but I do think there were a couple of good matches there and would really recommend people check out those, uh, especially tai Chi and Osprey. I really love that. Um, I've I've made a note on our thing that just says three crown bomb because I <laughs> I'm not really one to yep. uh, like go back. I don't really know all my uh, four pillar history and things like that. And but I I had not seen that particular move before, and it, it was fucking hardcore, man.
1: Yeah, what do you, well? What you're talking about is uh, during the Taichi and Osprey match, uh, Osprey does a. Uh, Tiger Driver to Tai Chi, uh, Tiger Driver ninety uh, eight, Tiger Driver ninety eighty did to Osprey, or Osprey did to Tai Chi, which is a Mitsuharu Misawa move. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, Tai Chi was trained by uh, Toshiaki Kawada, my motherfucker. Uh-huh. So I love Toshiaki Kawada. That's my pillar. Okay. And um, when that happened, uh, he he went uh, Tai Chi went full like that's my senpai you motherfucker and like did what's like kawada's like ultimate spike finisher which was the the uh triple crown bomb or the uh, as i i've always called it the ganso bomb and um so do you want me to tell you a little bit more about the ganso bomb i
0: love it yes please maybe maybe part of this podcast should be my slow education into the pillars because i have i've seen stuff but i've never really done a deep dive on
1: so this was uh January of ninety-nine mm-hmm. and uh Misawa was the champion at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh he had beaten he had beaten Kawada uh for the belt um I mean multiple times. They they wrestled, I think at that point they'd had like something like thirteen, fourteen singles matches. Oh wow and Kawada has only ever beaten Mas- Masawa, Misawa like twice. Ever. Oh, okay. So It's, it's, I mean, everybody knows, everybody, if you know anything about Perro, you've heard of the Four Pillars. Of course. Um, You know, uh, Misawa, he's, he's just got Kawada's number, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're, you know, it's frustrating for Kawada, and he's trying and trying and trying to do anything he possibly can to get one over on Misawa finally. So what happens is uh, about seven or eight minutes into the match, Misawa tries to fight out of like a, it's a rear waist lock Mm -hmm. and Kawada just turns around and spinning back fist Misawa right in the fucking face. Yeah. And in doing so Kawada breaks his arm.
0: Oh, just breaks
1: his arm right over Yeah, breaks his arm over... shoot breaks his arm. uh, Shoot breaks his arm. Oh, my God. Breaks his... It was his ulna, which is a bone in the forearm. Yeah. And, um, like, it's subtle. It's there, right? Like, you know, these these guys, wrestlers, are insane. They will go through fucking anything. Kevin Nash filmed a movie after he got stabbed. So, like... (laughs) These guys can go through fucking anything. And if Kevin Nash, so the least of-
0: motivated person in the world, can fucking do that, imagine what somebody
1: like fucking Kawada could do. <laughs> so he, yeah, he's, uh, Misawa's got Kawada in a rear waist lock. Kawada spins around, fucking back fist Misawa in the face, breaks his arm over Misawa's face. Jesus. Continues wrestling. About 15 minutes later, Kawada goes for a power bomb but because one of his arms is fucking broken yeah. he couldn't lift Misawa all, all the way for it and Misawa was so exhausted by that point that he could not get out like a Frankensteiner or anything like that off. Yeah. Um so I mean like it just kind of happened Kawada like drops to his knees and Misawa gets dropped directly onto his fucking uh, like his head. Ugh. It's um it's gotta be the most dangerous move like ever like that. And like the burning hammer, I guess if, if done improperly could end people's lives. Yeah. Um, so it started as a, it's just a nasty. Yeah. And he, he only ended up doing it. I think it's, (sighs) give me a second. Uh, five, five times. Uh sorry, uh no, three times. Three, three times. times is he's only ever used the, he only ever used it three times and he never actually won a match with it, which is pretty fucked. Really? But
0: yeah. I yeah, like that's... that fucking Tai Chi called on that. That's awesome. I thought the whole story of that match was really cool because it was like Tai Chi swimming in waters that he's just not quite ready for. You know what I mean? It was just a bit too deep the water for him and he was just pulling out everything he can and his fighting spirit was second to none and he like went out a hero and gave it everything he could, you know, standing up, waving off the ref, all that stuff in his hometown. But he just he just wasn't quite ready, you know, and but there's those glimmers of things. And it's funny that like seeing the elevation of Tai Chi in the very first podcast episode I ever recorded. Faces and Feels years ago, it was just called, like, uh what did I call it? How to Get Into New Japan or What's Up With New Japan or something like that. And it was just me talking about my fandom of New Japan and kind of the way the company works a little bit. And I referenced Tai Chi in that episode. I talked about how threads get weaved in over years. And one of my favourite parts, Tai Chi always stood out like as, like, the fucking slimy, you know, right-hand man of Suzuki. And when Suzuki-gun returned to New Japan, which was around the time I, th- I first started going to shows. So when I first went to Karakun Hall, was like one of the first shows after they had returned. So... I'm there and, like, entire Suzuki-gun comes out and, like, fucking Suzuki is terrifying and we're like, yo, we're, like, right there a couple of rows back and it was really, really cool. But in they go on to that um, that match where it's Suzuki versus Okada for the title and Okada comes in with all his pageantry, all Suzuki-gun in there and he gets to the bottom of the ramp and Tai Chi is standing there and he's, like, looking at him and kind of smirking at him and Okada looks him up and down and then just walks around him, just like he's fucking nothing. And I was like, these are the little seeds that get planted, and now watch as Tai Chi's life continues, and I'm like, watch the growth of this character, right? And it almost is. It's like, to me, that was like the beginning of him letting go of being that slimy fucking sunglasses-wearing snivelling dude and then he's rode into that like King's Road strong style fighting Tai Chi that he's become. And then look at him now, you know, we're talking six, seven years later and he's the fucking second coming of Gwada, you know, like it, it's really impressive to just see them slowly tell these arcs over so much time. And then to hear that he's like calling back on stuff from the dude that, you know, influenced him is really awesome because was he Kawada's young boy? I've, I've heard stories he was like a dude's young boy and not treated well, like yeah, when he was coming up.
1: He whatever. was, He I, I don't think it was specifically his young boy. He was trained by Kawada. Right, okay. And evidently Kawada is not, a, he's no one to be trifled with. Like okay. if you're, you know, if you're in his dojo, you're going to get fucking worked. And evidently he did get worked all the fucking time is what they, what they say. They say he's, he was a strict headmaster. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I mean, think about that, right? If there's that kind of reputation and things and and people used to be like Tai Chi can't wrestle Tai Chi go home, all that kind of stuff. What kind of dedication does it take for that motherfucker to go through everything? Who wasn't the most like electrified wrestler to begin with to get to where he is now, you know, like to go through that, to never give up, to not quit, all of these things. Like to be the guy that's in ready to kiss and singing his way to the ring and being a phantom of the opera and all this stuff because it, I imagine what he's given, you know, to get to where he is now is pretty fucking impressive and like, and speaks to the dedication, you know.
1: And he's he's made some pretty crazy fucking choices throughout his career. Like, he didn't start in the New Japan Dojo. Obviously, like I said, he was training under, uh, under Kawada. He started in the All Japan Dojo. Yeah. And he, like, left All Japan to come to New Japan at a time when New Japan was down in the fucking dumps, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he left to, you know, come to New Japan at the height of Inokiism when fucking... There was nobody in the crowd. Yeah, you know this
0: is the he, this is the black Saints, right? This was him, right? Ishii, Honma, and Milano. Who was the?
1: Uh, it's Shibata. Was it Shibata, or was it Milano?
0: I th- I feel Fuck, like it was Milano. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, exactly. We know, we know. We know historians we over here, Charlton. Here, fucking <laughs> listen to us with our podcast don't know
0: fucking shit yeah exactly um, I'm, i've never claimed to be an expert and if you're after that here but you know what come along the ride as we learn because now i'm starting to fucking get one on about this and i feel like you might be the perfect person to guide me through because i have tried to sort of go back everybody always talks about 90s all japan and all that that shit and i've watched stuff but it just seems like so much stuff you know like to get through and it's like i need sort of like a linear path to kind of get through it all you know
1: oh um that might be a bit much i mean like really like you can actually a linear path might be the best way to do it because of the story threads going through each match mm-hmm. now that i think about it huh yeah um but but no like yeah he will workshop crazy this. choices in his life yeah, we yeah, will. Exactly. We will. Yeah, Could he's bit, made maybe so many crazy choices in that career, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, leaving all Japan to come to New Japan when when New Japan was down in the dumps, um, this this Phantom of the Opera gimmick, um, whole matches where he you know does his best not to even touch his fucking opponent, like, and now like you said, he's he's out here and he's. Channeling one of the four pillars. Yeah. In a match with possibly the most athletic wrestler of all time.
0: Yeah. It, it uh, was it was a smart choice wild. too to call back to that, to uh, to give that to the fans watching it. He knew it would be probably one of his biggest matches to date. Osprey just coming off that huge match with Kenny. He knew he had to bring it, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. And I, I think um uh, mission accomplished, man. Like he yeah. looked like an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was sitting there and I was watching it. And I'm I'm thinking. First thing he comes out with a all white. I knew you'd you know, be uh, the odd
0: one about that. Cave.
1: I was like, oh, Liberace! Look at this motherfucking yeah. opulence. I was I was disappointed um, that
0: the gear beneath was not also white, but you know you got to build up to it. He knew he wasn't going to win, yeah.
1: so we'll get there. Yeah. Um, and he he looks he looks like a million bucks. He comes out and like, it's just it's just four guys, you know. It's, it's it's just one Taichi. guy. It's just one guy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like his his entire faction is just like a bunch of also rans, you know, like um, Doki's never won a won a title, which we'll get back to that, but I think he's going too soon and it's gonna be a fucking thing. Um he's got Takamishinoku, someone who's disgraced. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, you know Yoshinobu Kanamaru, who is fucking fantastic who is an absolute stud but he's over the hill yeah and then he comes out and he like he could just be like lower mid card curtain jerk guy and no he comes out and he looks like a fucking stud yeah he looks like he could be the dude who challenges okada for the title next like absolutely if he had won that match i i would not uh i i wouldn't even bat an eye Mm -hmm. you know if if okada's there and he's you know talking about how he's just defeated uh, Shingo Takagi and he's looking for his next opponent and out wanders fucking Taichi. Like he wouldn't I look wouldn't out of place. I, he
0: wouldn't look out of place. I don't I don't think Not he's in the I don't think he's quite elevated himself where you'd say he's in the conversation to actually win that belt yet. But he's definitely in the upper upper mid, you know, lower high Challenger status for real, and I don't think there's any reason he couldn't hold any of the other belts, at all. Yep, yep, absolutely. He's elevated himself.
1: He needs a fucking icy title.
0: Yeah, that would be perfect. It's white. So
1: much. (laughs) It's white. Like even if you went black, you know the black and regular Tai Chi, you know outfit. That white belt would look so fucking good on him, dude. Yeah,
0: he needs that opportunity. Damn it. And then talking about. Joking kanamaru Like you said, kanamaru may be over the hill, but, dude, that, again, is one of the better junior tag matches I've seen. That was a fucking tour de force. And Kanemaru was the fucking glue that held that entire thing together. He is yeah. just so fucking good, man. He's so smart. You know, he's not a flashy wrestler, but, like, all the leg stuff he was doing and things like that, he's just so fucking good. Like, and you can- I
1: think any- any heel coming up in the business right now needs to watch Kanemaru. Yeah, just hundred percent. See the fact Sit that they, they go, you know
0: Kanemaru. what, Doki, you're going on the fucking Desperado train. Fucking hook onto fucking Kanemaru, and he's going to teach you exactly the same way he did Despy. You know what I mean? And yep. it's like, and you're fucking going there too, bro. And that match, I mean, except for the part where Despy basically dived onto his own fucking head, was was really fucking good like and it's like it was, yeah they're just four yeah, guys, guys but they they're getting some great matches so it's they're they're a faction to watch because i don't think just four guys is the finished product like i think this is like a sort of holding pattern and and something else is going to happen
1: i hope you're right i hope you're right but they've but they've made just four guys like merch and stuff at guess what point, they so.
0: they made fucking y2 aj shirts for one day in the wwe if fucking the if the wwe could do it why why can't uh well they made fucking robbie eagles <laughs> they robbie made robbie eagles sniper club fucking shirts on the day he fucking left bullet club was selling them in the fucking venue and then was like no longer in the faction <laughs> People are still pissed off about it. They're like, I bought this an hour (laughs) ago. He didn't know. He didn't know they were going to fucking cross him to the point where he'd have to jump to chaos and finally be the thing. You know, what's he going to do? So, you know, if you're going to have them there and you're going to hang around, declare a new faction, see what's happening, maybe it's just five guys. Maybe it's just 20 guys. Who knows? Or maybe it's something completely different.
1: I hope so. I hope I hope, so. So, totally. I hope I hope that this is uh the the clay that they're molded into, like the the the, the beginning clay for from which the statue emerges. Yeah, you know. Exactly right. I but hope that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Um let's uh, let's we'll we'll finish our final thoughts on on these Sapporo nights and get through. Um I do think the discourse on shooter was m- like online was maybe a little harsh. Like, was it the most electrifying main event of all time? No. And, I mean, it did have to follow Taichi and Okada, which is, like, a lot. For a dude who's only just returned from excursion, you know what I mean? Like, to be in, like, yeah. that main event slot and over to, like, the best dudes that New Japan have got going, that's a lot to live up to. And also, it's wrestling, like, a Naito match where Naito was in charge. And Naito can be sort of slow in how he does stuff, you know? And all his best stuff is usually, you know, when he's with other people and bouncing off them and stuff, in my personal opinion. So, um, I I still thought it was good though. i I, f- I thought he held up his end. I don't think he he looked he looked new, but I think there's plenty of upside about him. You know, I mean it probably didn't help that he sort of dropped him a bit at the end, you know, when he went for that like elevated sort of um, death rider variation. He kind of couldn't but whenever that sort of stuff happens, I'm kind of okay with it because it's like the exhaustion of the wrestler in the match. I mean, we just talked about how the three crown bomb literally came from that exact scenario, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, the the match itself was good. Like anyone who said that it sucked is trying to be the all or nothing Twitter Hot take machine, and, and you're holding it him to to a, to a, a standard.
0: Match. Like he may look like fucking Tanahashi, but he ain't Tanahashi yet. You know. Also, the rig on this guy. Can we talk? <laughs> I have a photo on this wall of me next to him when he's a little baby in a bar in Tokyo, and to see who he is now is unbelievable. Like the transformation that kid's gone uh, through.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's so funny because um he was over here during the pandemic and uh he was he was like he must have been eating the the fucking english food that i'm eating cuz he was looking puffy yeah. you know yeah and then like you see him now and he's just like no no i'm i'm still a shooter hold on Pff, ripped you know like i felt like it was no night and deal. day i
0: felt like i had seen him i'm like okay yeah he's just kind of looking okay just like a wrestler you know young lion, whatever and the next minute he's like the fucking most jacked fucking dude and i'm like what has this kid been eating slash what's his workout regime looking like? Cause he's.
1: Oh, he was, fucking... hanging, he was hanging with Will while he was over here.
0: Oh. Will, was showing him,
1: Will was showing him the ways. Yeah. Cause
0: Will always references that trainer. He's got a friend that's a trainer that he swears by who like helps him plan all his meals and training and stuff like that. And so, yeah, he probably put him on that plan. Cause Will has sort of come down a little bit, you know, when he first like really became heavy, he was, fucking big and then he's sort of backed off a little bit now shooter looks like he's on that initial will diet like the the fucking yeah
1: the unit diet yeah oh well it paid off he's he's an absolute he is fucking country strong right now he's just huge Mm -hmm. boy's yoked so um yeah i like shooter i think he's great um that, that was it the main event Maybe as far as uh, you know the story goes and where they're projecting uh, that shooter will be. Yeah, but I mean they were they were carrying that story on commentary, right?
0: They're like, oh, he's fallen short, but it's far from the end of the race." And you know, he tried to stand in this main event spot with Naito, and he couldn't really hold it up. And so, you know, that's the story they're telling, and I, I like that because sometimes when everybody just wins everything straight away, it's not exciting. So I, I think it's fine.
1: No. And when you think about where Will is right now and the fact that he has a year or under a year now, like, a, you know, 11 months or whatever to prove himself mm-hmm. and uh, prove what he can be for New Japan and who he can be for himself. Maybe it's best to have him not in the main event, you yeah. know, yeah, you know, if, if he's just directly back in the main event, then he he hasn't really proven anything. At this point, he can make his way up in the world. You know, there's somewhere for him to go. So I think maybe it was the right idea to have him in the in the semi-main.
0: Yeah. And I mean, also as well, like it was like the opportunity to have Naito have that, you know, full roll call and him close the show. And I mean, Naito is the headliner. You know what I mean? So, yep. You always see Naito comes out the entire crowd chanting like people want to see him so I mean he is the headliner and anyone who's there with him just needs to like get with it.
1: And the other match that I want to talk about I mean Catch-2-2 versus Doki and Kanemaru was great. Uh, Will and Taichi was great. Fucking Tomohiro Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. for the TV title. Sick. Bro, the TV title is where it's fucking
0: I at. love the 15-minute time limit, bro. That's my fucking attention span
1: right there. Two Two matches for the title, two absolute fucking shows, right? Like, the entertainment value is off the goddamn charts. You get fucking crazy punk rock coming out, fucking ZSJ with his blonde hair looking like an absolute fucking hoss. Tying Ishii in a knot, Ishii fucking hits him with a, a fucking clothesline from Prohibition <laughs> and just like, I love it. I yeah. love it so much. I can't wait to see Clarku versus fucking uh, ZSJ for the promo. TV title. Love the promo. Oh, so good, man. I like, I line them up. Yeah. Line them up. Who who wants a shot at ZSJ for this fucking title? Yeah. I will be there, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love what Clark's doing in that that promo and stuff, his personality was just all over that thing. You know what I mean? Like that's what you want to be doing for a promo. And it's just like, he's just done it himself, DIY fucking let's go. And I think they're going to be awesome together. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Notable mention. I I did like team DK versus Bishamon as well. I thought that was really cool. I think Mikey and Shane are going to be awesome there. I kind of thought they were going to win, but I don't think that story is finished yet. Um, I, I think we'll see TMDK with those titles before too long.
1: Uh, it's funny, in the uh, backstage comments, did you see their backstage comments? No, oh, I rocks? haven't had
0: a chance to see any of the backstage comments, so please fill me in with anything re- referenced or, I mean, sorry. So,
1: uh, yeah, Shane and Mikey come back there and they're like, you know, we didn't win, but that was fun. And they were like, yeah, it was fun. Like out there kicking ass. We want to have more fun. You know, and they're, it's very threatening. They're like, we're going to go have fun with every fucking tag team in this place. We're going to have more fun. And then <laughs> we're going to get our hands on Bishamon again. And it's going to be even more fun. And we're going to take their fucking titles this time. And, and that's when the real fun starts. And they're like, who else, who else can we have fun with? And they're like, let's go have fun. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, What did they say? I wonder what we can, if we can go get our hands on the GHC titles and shit like that.
0: Yeah, like, They're yeah. like,
1: just, uh, crazy boys threatening everybody and i fucking loved it yeah that's sick that's really sick
0: uh that's cool i um the only match i kind of like of prominence that i didn't see was yo and haromo is it worth me turning it on uh, you're literally yawning right now and so that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've been up since five thirty in the morning and it is now twelve thirty at night yeah. um no uh, yes it was it was good um But you might be disappointed in it. I know you're not a fan of Yo, and um, I know that you you want to see something else from Hiromu. You want to see like Hiromu reach another level, or yeah, I don't know. Just
0: something, he's just been a little bit flat for me because it's kind of been the same for a while, you know. So he's just kind of like was the least interesting option for me to win the title at Wrestle Kingdom. And then I'm not, like, I was almost like, I kind of hope Yo wins just so something different happens. Like, was sort of where I was at with it. But but how was it? Do, like, after the match, were you like, no, nah, Hiromu's the right one. That was really good. Or did we see good fire from Yo or what was going on?
1: Um, it was fine. Like, I liked it. It was good. Uh, it was a little bit long for my taste, but that's okay. Like, um, it, was good. it was a good match. Um, you know, I know what I love to hear from I my did. wrestling?
0: It was fine. Like, I would never watch this match. I was, okay.
1: <laughs> I can't. I mean, I was, I was all over the Zack and, and Ishii Ishi match. Yeah. Like that was, I, I think I just blew my whole wad there.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. So but, yeah, it was, yeah, it's it was fine. good. It's fine. I wonder where that sort of division is going. You know, like who do you see?
1: It does seem it does seem a bit lost in the weeds right now, doesn't it? Because like, you've got. Hiromu back at the top of the hill. Yeah. um, You know, where's everybody else going? Is Despy, is Despy doing the uh, triple, the, the never title thing? Okay. So it's not him. Is Wado doing anything right now? Is, uh, you know, Bone Soldier, Bone Soldier doing anything right now? Is there going to be someone coming over from like, you know, the U S to do something cool? Mm-hmm. Like what's the next step? Where's the next
0: yeah, thing
1: is it Kushida? Is it finally Kushida time? Yeah, you know.
0: Well, I I mean, Hiromo does have that show coming up that like junior carnival or whatever it is, where it's like juniors from all over Japan from every promotion are in like a big tournament and mm-hmm. stuff, and he's producing it. So maybe he's got it kind of leading into that, and then whoever sort of wins that tournament is his next challenger or something. Because I think that's coming Those, relatively soon.
1: You Who's know, in that tournament? Lindemann. Mm, that's good. Is Alex Zane in the tournament or is it just the Japanese Uh No, I don't think so. Yeah, just okay. Lindemann.
0: Yeah, cool. Lindemann's a good choice.
1: Lindemann versus Hiromu would be a fucking match I'd watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Pray just watching Hiromu like, come at like a house of fire and just bounce off the wall that is Lindemann. <laughs> the tidy, tidy wall. Dude, he's, he's fucking thick and wide. Yeah. Like, yeah. he may be fucking four foot nothing, but, you know. Yeah. He he may not reach the bottom of the tuna can, but he'll bust out the sides. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right.
1: Yeah, well, we will see.
0: We will see. I don't know when that championship carnival thing is, but that's also something I wouldn't mind checking out.
1: Another thing that got announced today that I cannot wait to check out uh, during Wrestlemania weekend this year, the New Japan versus Impact multiverse of matches. Oh,
0: yeah. I sent you that like, what the fuck is this? That is looking crazy. Exciting as is what it is. The first match announced just like Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike
1: Bailey. That <laughs> is crazy. Ooh, Will Ospreay versus Speedball. I know. Kushida versus Josh Alexander. You got a fucking Moose versus uh, Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Like... Do you know what else? Uh, Like, Trey Miguel was calling out Robbie Eagles for it. Oh,
0: really? I was. I had put it into the universe. I'd like to see Trey Miguel and El Desperado, but Robbie and Trey would be sick.
1: Yeah, dude. Trey Miguel's so good, man. Trey Trey Miguel's calling out Robbie Eagles. I was like, that's going to get Ray fucking going. Oh, I hadn't seen
0: that. I'm so fucking pumped to hear that.
1: I'm going to look real fast at Impact's roster and see if I can come up with anything else i'd like to see sure vamp for me
0: yeah um well they'll probably do something with like the motor city machine guns right because aren't they like
1: motor city machine guns versus two two
0: yeah yeah because aren't City machine guns strong champs and impact champs like dual tag champ champions i think that's a that's a good question. They were when I last I looked, know. anyway. But yeah, Motor City versus Catch Two
1: Two would be awesome.
0: Um, I'm trying to think who else they've got that I would enjoy. Oh, they
1: got Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry would be great versus someone like okay. So if they don't have Okada mm-hmm. on the on the show, a Joe Hendry versus Naito would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Hendry's a very like savvy wrestler yeah yeah. and it'd be fun to see him versus another like naito yeah absolutely great um yes motor city machine guns are the impact wrestling champions Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see
0: here cardona and myers versus tmdk would be wild
1: oh sammy callahan versus tomo hirishi oh
0: that would be cool yeah that would be sick I'm into that. Zach Sabre Jr. versus Bubba Ray. Uh, Bully Ray. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if he'd be able to tie uh Bully Ray in as many knots. He's yeah, a exactly. he's a big man. Um
0: <laughs> I don't know the impact
1: uh why Roster well enough. Why don't we why don't we get something like Jordan Grace versus uh uh Kyrie for the women's title? That'd be a thing.
0: Yeah. That would be a thing when's battle in the valley because uh
1: <gasps> masha masha's an impact dude
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: masha slamovich versus Kyrie. there we go
0: yeah depending when battle in the valley is though uh mercedes may even be the champion by then
1: oh that's true yeah that's very true but you could
0: do multiple women's matches would be cool and you could also do like a mercedes versus jordan you could or, really or, nice. or marsha would be would be
1: dope as well technically like yuya is on excursion and impact yeah so we might be able to see yuya on this uh
0: mm-hmm. yeah and which team oh, does he fall cool. on yeah so there's there's lots of fun stuff there
1: yeah where where's your heart lie buddy where's your heart lie i
0: mean that'd New be true, cool. obviously but <laughs> but yeah there's a, there's some yeah, cool well, stuff yeah. in there for sure so yeah i'm i'm pumped for that i would just i woke up to that news and i was like what the fuck is going on like this is crazy
1: dude have you seen like what's because you know last year it was like the speedball show during collective right
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so like speedball came out and did like nine different matches over like six days or whatever and fucking had a had a time, dude. His his week uh, in collective this year it's something like twenty eight hours. He's got a match with Kota Ibushi, Will Ospreay, and El Hijo de Vikingo.
0: Jesus Christ, that's some in, in like twenty eight hours. Oh my God, he's gonna die. If you're listening to this and you haven't no, seen Speedball Mike Bailey up. before, he's he's crazy.
1: Dude's nuts. I fucking yeah. love that guy. Mm-hmm.
0: When you're a, a like shoot martial artist, I think it, it gives you a certain level of uh ability and fitness,
1: <laughs> badassery. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can see that.
0: All right, so should we should we preview this show we got coming up tomorrow?
1: Yeah. What's on? Uh, what's on the Sapporo show? That's the that's the big uh, that's the big one, isn't it? Now, uh,
0: Osaka, Yep. Osaka tomorrow. Uh, new beginning in Osaka, Osaka. from the Osaka yeah. Prefectural Gymnasium, and it is what well, we're looking at here. First match, uh, it is Oscar Lebe and Toriyano versus Aaron Hanare and Great Okan. Okay, I like uh, Oscar Lebe mm-hmm.
1: Luba. Uba. Uba. You'd have to
0: think it's not going to go well for him. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, But yeah, so uh, a chance to see the old Hanare Okan team out again. Uh, Love that team. I do like that team. I do like it. Then the second match is Taguchi, Tiger Mask, Umino and Honma versus Bushi... Hiromu, Sonata, and Naito. So maybe we'll see some more uh, stern glances from Sonata here.
1: Uh, my heart, that doesn't make my heart skip a beat there, really. No, it's so kind of boring. just move on.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, then, third match, Master Wato versus Taiji Ishimori. Uh, vengeance for him costing him the title slash just sick
1: of his bullshit. Um, how are you feeling about I like that? It. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, I I'm the number one Watto maniac now. I don't know if you remember. I have the theory that Watto is not actually bad. He's been uh, faking being bad for, you know, however long, and now he's finally started to the gimmick. come out of. Uh, it's it's been his gimmick. His gimmick when he came back was to be a shitty wrestler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Nailed it. Now he's good.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Though I think there's something to be said, and we talked about this before, but I think as this show lays out, I think there's probably a pretty good chance that Ishimura is going to win that one, as as like a it seems to be a very heavy Bullet Club show. So, and then fourth match is Tanahashi and Kenta for the first time since their Wrestle Kingdom match that put Kenta out. So Kenta's going to be looking for vengeance. Uh, and maybe an opportunity for him to get a win here.
1: Can I tell you what a fucking shame it was that Kenta didn't hold on to that US title for very long?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good.
1: He was so great. Like, that, all that work he did yeah. with the briefcase on Strong, uh, you know, going through the G1 with the briefcase... Uh, chasing John Moxley, being the first person to kick open the forbidden door, mm-hmm. and show up on AEW Dynamite, mm-hmm. like man, like all that stuff just went to waste. Uh, you know, he got to hold that belt for like two weeks, yeah, or something. It was it was ridiculous. Kenta should have gone on a tear with that U.S. title. Yeah, um, maybe he can start his road back to the U.S. title now.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Then the next match never open-went six-man tag team championship match. Maybe. House of Torture have claimed that they're retiring the belts, but it seems to be for them, Uh, versus the new team of Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Red Narita. Now, I'm about this fucking team, eh? I'm about it in a big way. So, I don't know if they're going to win here, because as I say, it's looking like it's very bullet clubby, and I feel like they may be gearing up for something coming up. But, I would love it if they did, yeah? How are you feeling? What do you think the journey is here with these three guys, these just three guys? Do you think it is them (laughs) winning uh, and being a team? Do you think it is losing and then that driving them closer together and then coming back for it in another defense? Or do you think they lose, they've They fall apart through conflict and we're heading towards like Narita versus Suzuki.
1: Um, It's either option two or option three. I don't think they're going to win. The thing is like Narita has been saying in in post-match pressers, like he remembers getting his ass kicked by Suzuki as a young lion. He remembers catching, you know, elbows and stiff kicks for no reason. He remembers all that shit and he doesn't quite trust Suzuki. So maybe uh you know they have a match where th- things fall apart and they don't actually they don't actually win but that drives them together yeah okay. and they make another run at it soon yeah i, I that mean would, it, that would be a very satisfying story you could have
0: like suzuki defend narrator in some way or whatever and he's like oh maybe he's not such a fucking bad guy and i mean narrator's been i mean suzuki's been saying stuff to him like you know who I am. You know I've wrestled with all the greats. You know I fucking have that in me. I'm who you want to be. Like, I'm your final form, and I can take you there, you know? So we'll see. I hope they stay together, personally. Like, I, I think there's a road to go. I don't think R- Noreen is necessarily ready to be, like, a fully formed dude on his own. And, uh, yeah, I love this team. So, But, yeah, I don't think they're going to win. Yep. Uh, but if they do, I'm fucking stoked about it.
1: Soon. Soon they will. Soon. But Soon.
0: not yet. Yeah, exactly. Then, sixth match, loser leaves Japan. Now, this is its very interesting that this isn't like a, you know, higher on the card, I would say. Uh, I don't it's think Hikaleo is nef- but... definitely ready for that. But, I mean, Jay is the former champion, and there's a lot at stake here. So, which way are you thinking this is going to go, considering that we may be looking at a card where... Other members of Bullet Club are all winners. And after this match, you've got El Phantasmo fighting Tamatonga for the Never title, which is a you know, the I guess the third most important title in New Japan at the moment. How are you thinking this is gonna play out?
1: Gun to the earth.
0: Gun to the earth.
1: Aliens got the gun to the earth, and they say pick a side. I can't. I don't know. I I don't know. And I love. I that. I think it would be. I a,
0: love that. That's the case. It would
1: be much more satisfying for Jay to be shunned away, kicked out of Bullet Club, uh, kicked go out back of Japan. to America. Yeah. Kicked out of Japan, go back to America, and rediscover your roots and become the Jay White that we know you can be in the future, like that would be, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, that is going to be where it starts.
0: Exactly. And I mean, you're talking about, you're doing, you know, you're changing the format of the way strong works ring of honor exists again. Uh, They're tying closer ties to impact, which is a show that he's been on They're you know, shoring up ties with AEW. There's a lot of work he can be doing in Japan. I mean, I mean, in America, and that's where he lives. It's probably his preference. And there's an opportunity for them to go, okay, so the angle is he's completely booted out of Bullet Club and out of Japan. It's loser leaves Japan, not loser leaves New Japan. And then he sort of becomes the face of the American side of it. And there's also the opportunity here where there's somebody holding a title who he's beat before for that same title in America it's in AEW and Kenny Omega, perfect. You can get that title off Kenny. Jay ends up being like the, you know, after a bit of redemption and things like that, you could have him like, you know, be the US champion or whatever. And there's things he can do there that he doesn't necessarily need to be in the title mix in Japan. So there, there's a very real case to be made, the Jay leaves. And it also gives it a feather in the cap of Hikaleo. The other option is they don't care about Hikale. It's a Jay White thing. He's still going to be the winner of Bullet Club. Hikale gets booted. Who gives a fuck? And we move on. <laughs> like
1: that. Yeah, that seems like like everyone's expecting something big, and I don't know, man. I just this would be a great time to pull the trigger on something big, but I I don't know. They're making man. moves I at just the moment. Know.
0: I, you know, with the. Okada stuff and with the, you know, the potential of Sonata and the different things. They're they're making moves. So there's a real chance it could happen. They could even swerve us. They could have Jay win, but then he could still get booted from Bullet Club like after Phantasmos match. You know what I mean? Like they could still yep. do do stuff. So either way, it's very, very interesting and I I'm I'm gonna ha- have my eyes glued to this match in a way that I would never have had eyes glued to a Hikaleu or even a Che White match uh, in the past or maybe ever again.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely one that I'm interested in and I can't wait to watch it and find out. And it's it's a road that we're going to have to walk down. It's going to take a while, but I think it's going to be worth the journey. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then after that, like I said, it's Tama Tonga versus El Phantasmo. Are we are we faced with a thing here where Tama yet again in his first defense can't get it done? Is this the story? Best rig in the business, but can't keep the title.
1: Hmm. Um, it could be. Uh that would actually be a really cool uh story for him. And it's sort of poetic, right? Because he was part of all the bullet club
0: bullshit from the start. And so how ironic that every time he comes up against Bullet Club, they just have his number and they just keep fucking him over. He's like, it's like karma, right? Like, I used yeah. to do this shit so much and then now look at me on the fucking outside of it and now I need to figure out how to pull it apart.
1: And, and then once he does, he can start racking up win after win after win after win eventually down the road. He can always find his way back to that belt, win it, lose it and then fucking build himself back up until one day he gets it, he holds it and he just goes on a fucking tear, mm-hmm. like holds it for like mm-hmm. 11 months or something. That'd be cool. Exactly. I, I love Tomatonga. I do yeah. love new babyface face I really hope that they don't pull any sort of swerve with him, like with him kicking Hikulay out or something like that. Don't go back to being a heel. Stay face. This is a great move for you. I, lo- I want to see where G.O.D. can go if they're going to do more with, uh, you know, a, a storyline with Tonga Loa when he comes back or something like that. You know, like, I just, I can't wait to see where where he's going. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And then there's that other scenario where Tama Tonga wins and El Phantasmo loses. Is there the opportunity for El Phantasmo to get booted? Jay has won. We think nothing's going to happen el phantasmo fails then you know phantasmo's booted out of Bullet Club. like there's so, there's so many different sort of scenarios
1: there is there's like four big scenarios coming from here well five you know if you count uh does bullet club like run the night do they run the table uh do they run the table and then phantasmo loses do they run the table and phantasmo wins do they do they lose everything and then phantasmo wins? Five, you know, he's the only one of Bullet Club that wins, or do they lose uh, everything and then Jay wins? But then phantasmo loses and Jay kicks him out. Yeah, like, yeah. there's so many there scenarios. Anything. There's yeah. so many different, and it's like maybe it'll just be another day. Yeah. Maybe it'll just be another day and where they, half of them win and half happens. of them don't, and then yeah. nothing
0: happens. That's such a New Japan move. <laughs> I don't fucking know. And then they're like, imagine all these scenarios that could happen. What if we did nothing? That'll really nothing? get them. that's that that's their go-to. Well, let me take you through what some What if nothing? What if nothing happens? Uh Amy came up with a scenario the other day, which is not like her. She oh. doesn't think about things in the way that we do when it comes to really dissecting the wrestling, but it speaks to the kind of good work they're doing. And she said to me, She's like so, like, Jay could get kicked out of Japan and there'd be like a new leader of Bullet Club. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what if it was Sasha Banks? And I was like, yo. Like, she's pulling the strings and then she's got like Kenta and El Phantasma on, and all of them like her fucking lackeys and she becomes the new figurehead of Bullet Club. And it would, as the only female contracted New Japan wrestler, she could be on shows, coming out with them, the entire fucking squad. She doesn't need to wrestle in the ring against men, but she's very trained. She can get involved. She's calling the shot. She's cutting promos. What up?
1: Holy shit, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nobody would
0: see that shit coming. They're thinking Fantasma. They're thinking Kenta. Who have we got? What if it's a completely unproven scenario what if it's somebody that nobody expects
1: oh man dude amy fucking rules
0: (laughs) it was awesome i was like i have never thought of this
1: my mind is fucking blown wide open yeah
0: i texted you about this the other day i'm like amy just came up with an idea that's blown my mind and i'm saving it for the podcast
1: i love that oh my god i love that stamp this yeah. Stamp this and hold this, just in case. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! That would be so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, yeah. Amy, ten out of ten. Yeah. Like and like her her really vibe, like Mercedes' guys.
0: vibe, would suit it. Like the CEO, like I'm the CEO of Bullet Club. Like. I love it. There's something there. I love it. Something oh, there. Man. I mean, there's literally no hints about it, but uh, fan booking it. I, do, I and don't. I don't watch
1: it. Twitter have a meltdown because I can't have a woman reading bullet gloves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Sorry,
0: nerds. We can. <laughs>
1: That'd be so fucking cool.
0: That would be cool, right?
1: And then it'd be boss club shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they would. Add, oh no! Don't you put that juju. Into
1: the- <laughs> Don't you put that evil on but me? But they would. Daddy. They would print money with those shirts oh my god so much money i love this i love this
0: and the, if that happens now then when battle in the valley happens you've got bullet club mercedes versus Kyrie. and so yeah. then there's some bullshit and blah 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 protects Kyrie, like you know what i mean like set some shit up
1: I love it. i start a stardom oh,
0: bullet club faction as well.
1: Oh, they're talking about, uh, stardom United, uh, empire faction.
0: Mm, there you go. You know what I mean? They can start to blend in some of the factions a little bit. Bullet club, United empire. Just four girls. To, yeah. Just four girls. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I love it. TMDK.
1: I love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: cool. Oh, I love this. I love, God, my, like, I, I don't even know where to go with that. That's fucking great. Mm.
0: It's good. Like, Curtis's face is lit up. He's very, I could see the cogs turning in your head. Like, this is a scenario that I never even considered.
1: Oh, Let's have it. Let's have it, please. Let's have it, in please. In just a few hours. If you guys
0: have haven't it. thought of that, New Japan, you can have it. It's good. This is going to be on the audio clip on Instagram. This is a free. Yeah, get her in there now. Free. Uh, put Amy on the booking committee for <laughs> New Japan.
1: Man. Oh God. Oh, I, I just uh, there, there's that scene in Ghostbusters where uh, Louis Tully, Rick, the great Rick Moranis. He's, he says, you know, do you want some, do you want something to drink? And, uh, Annie Potts goes, yes, have some. And Lewis Tully looks and goes, yes, have some. And I just, like you said, Sasha Banks, the bullet club. And I said, yes, have some. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. Yes. Have some. Yeah. That's oh, it. Man. I love
0: these moments of the podcast when you get so excited and you just you're staring into space and your little face is lit up and you're just like oh, I never can sit at this before. Oh, oh man. This is what fandom's about. Fantasy booking shit. Yeah. Fantasy booking <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. So Look at us. We well, let's, never fantasy booking thing, let's live in that, do that afterglow. Fucking of the water? Yeah, I know. It was fucking, well, nothing happens. Literally nothing at all. Everything's exactly the same <laughs> after Osaka, <laughs> which is the good thing about New Japan because I never really, truly get my hopes up because I can expect absolutely nothing to happen. So anything happening a is, is a good thing. And so living in that afterglow of that idea, let's just jump over to the last match IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Hasuchka Okada versus Shingo Takagi. Maybe I guess the KOPW title is maybe on the line, but kinda not really, because Okada's not into it, but Shingo is. So I guess I guess the idea is if Shingo wins, he has both belts. If Okada wins, he's not interested in that piece of shit and doesn't want it anyway.
1: <laughs> I love I love that interview so much where Shingo's like, I'll put my belt up on the line and then Okada's just la lol na son. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. He was like, <laughs> it's all good. I'm
0: not interested. I can only love one belt and I don't need that piece of shit. Like,
1: even the piece of shit he
0: created, KOPW was yes. his fucking idea. He had the promos like, I've got this idea for a division. It's called KOPW. In his mind, it stands for Kazuchika Okada Pro Wrestling. And he's like, and there'll be all these matches and there'll be all this stuff. Does it once, goes, oh, this is already not going how I want. Pieces out and has never had anything to do with it. And then it comes all the way around the and He's like, and now you could be the dual KOPW champion. He's like, nah. He's like, I want nothing <laughs> no, to do with this. <laughs>
1: it's like, this was you. You did this. <laughs> I love the idea of like before a world heavyweight title match, you you show the lineage of the heavyweight title, you show the lineage of the intercontinental title, (laughs) and then you show like the dog cage match and like (laughs) shit like that. Oh, and it's like,
0: tr- like slow motion turn in black and white of like Toru Yano and like fucking Tai Chi and, <laughs> and, and
1: <laughs> the fucking the trophy getting stomped on <laughs> with like sad music.
0: It's like color, I and then know. when the trophy gets stomped on, it goes black and white. Goes whoa. <laughs> whoa, and then it's like dun, dun, and then the victorious presentation of that fucking piece of shit blue belt. Like God. <laughs>
1: Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, da-da. Fuck. Oh, man, but, that'd be great. Yeah, so funny. I was just hoping
0: that it would be a unification and that they would just never talk about it again. They would just like, yeah. it, it would like, they'd come out with the other belt and it would just be nothing. But here we are. Here we are. So there you go. What Do we have anything so, yeah. else we want to touch on? I, I am very excited about this show. I'm very disappointed that I'm probably not going to be able to watch it live but I'm looking forward to watching it over the weekend. I'm definitely going to make time for it as uh there's huge implications on this show.
1: A huge implications. Huge implications for the future. Huge implications for New Japan as a whole, New Japan's fandom. Man, what a weekend we got coming up. Yeah. I love it. I'm God awesome. I'm I'm still I'm sitting here basking in the glow dude I really <laughs> am I really am Yeah Amy just knocked me on my ass that's <laughs> so fun
0: I love it Well tell me if tell me this right So obviously okay. that idea has knocked you on your ass you know what would also knock you on your ass all your personal information being hacked and your entire life savings being torn from you as somebody hacks your internet access, accesses your credit cards, and leaves your entire life in fucking rubble. What are you going to do about it, Curtis? What are you going to do?
1: (laughs) Well, what I would have to do is find someone who could help protect me online. Who is it? (laughs) NordVPN.
0: Boom.
1: The, The worldwide leader in VPN technology to protect you and everything you do online, your information, your passwords, your bank statements. Speaking of Sasha Banks, the, all those <laughs> things th- that can be protected online and need to be protected online. Nord VPN is your hero here coming to you. The CEO of VPN.
0: Circuit. What the fuck was that? It literally (laughs) just popped up, virus and threat protection, Windows something or other. It's trying to fucking outdo NordVPN, but you're not going to do it. I don't even use you, Windows, because you're a piece of shit, because I have NordVPN. It even ruined my joke where I was going to say, NordVPN is the CEO of the VPN business, and you can bank on that.
1: That's right. And what you can bank on is grabbing your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash Shorts to get a huge discount off your Nord VPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Money back bank statement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have we driven home the Sasha Banks idea enough? Do you think? I love it.
1: Yeah. We, we have these not driven it back enough.
0: Money. You'll save Money
1: by getting You'll Nord VPN. <laughs> 30-day Monet back.
0: guarantee. <laughs> no one just like, what, What? why do we have these guys associated with us in any way? Why do we do this to ourselves?
1: Well, we haven't gotten the Raid Shadow Legends money yet, so, yeah. you know. We haven't gotten we any money yet, but it's, that's not why cool. we do it. Why we do it is because we want to help the Okada Shorts
0: listeners be safe online.
1: Our, our listener. <laughs> We did have uh, some some very encouraging words from a listener just the other day.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. Oh, it was really cool. Our first listener to reach out directly and be like, "When is the next episode?" It's been two weeks, and I was like, I'm "Super glad you noticed."
1: Where's my episode, assholes?
0: <laughs> I was like, "Thanks for noticing that we missed one. I appreciate that. Uh, we're recording Friday, so shout out to that that listener. I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm going to shout about and get their handle
1: here." And we are gonna. I know exactly who it was. It's the positive pro wrestling fan. It's the dude who makes the uh, amazing uh, action figures. Is it? Where is his name?
0: Oh, the this particular. Is yes, this it name? is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are correct. The positive, the underscore positive underscore wrestling underscore fan.
1: Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, we were very. We were absolutely tickled by that. Thank you so much. Um, Michael. Michael is his name. Thank you so much, Positive Pro Wrestling Fan and the Positive Wrestling Fan. And um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoyed that fucking banger that Amy just put out because shit, holy cow, that was awesome. And um, if you want to be awesome, like the Positive Pro Wrestling Fan, then you can uh, give us a like or subscribe or Thanks. shout us out on social media or share this podcast with your friend. If you really want to be awesome, what you can do is donate to the count out network Patreon, which will go to help out all sorts of uh, wrestling podcasters do wrestling podcast things. You'll hear, you know, podcasts from uh, wrestling podcasters that are about wrestling podcasts that aren't about wrestling podcasts are about things like fucking D and D, podcasts that are about things like we do where we just kind of talk about our dogs and stuff Mm. and um, not everyone has the money it takes to give us money Mm. but if you want to help us out that'd be the way to do it again that
0: would be the way to do it but yeah we're gonna keep recording little extra bits and pieces for that which is just like a you know a post show or a pre-show depending on what our life uh dictates and it's just uh extra little thoughts and things like that, and we'll probably talk about other wrestling or anything else that's sort of going on in our lives. So if you care if we live or die, feel free to check that out for a little bit of extra value, yeah? Where do they find you on social media, Curtis?
1: Well, you can find me on social media at ldestructo83 on uh, Instagram and the Twitters. You can also listen to my other podcast, the Throw and Dice podcast, where I talk about things like tabletop role-playing games, tabletop wargaming, D&D, Warhammer 40K, that sort of stuff. Uh, and uh, if they uh, enjoy your particular brand of whimsy Rafe, where could they find you at?
0: They can catch me at FacesFeelsCast. Uh, to check out my interview series over there. Still going strong. I'm at like, I don't know, 126 episodes, not including bonus episodes. You've
1: like five episodes in the last week or so, haven't yeah, you? Yeah,
0: guess what? There's a fucking another five or something coming before the Dude Where's My Ring show Uh, that I am helping promote, which is really fun. So it's going to be Perth's first ever no-ring, no-holds-barred show in a bar that's right near my house. So yeah, I'm up to episode 127, uh, but I am recording three more podcasts today after from you uh, to help get the guys out. I see Curtis's face, yep. And then I still You're need to do a couple more next week, but I want to give everybody a chance to, you know, dip into the lives of these wrestlers and see who's going to be performing in Perth, and it's really been helping. We've seen amazing ticket sales, better than we ever thought for, like, a Sunday night in Perth. Perth is a fucking apathetic place. We're all a pack of cunts. We, nobody buys anything in advance. It's like a, I'll see if my friends are going and I'll rock up on the day type thing. We've sold a lot of tickets for a Sunday night show. So we're feeling very positive about that. So check out my links. You'll see everything for Dude Where's My Ring. That will eventually go to YouTube as well. Your boys gonna be doing commentary on that show. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and besides that, Just uh, check out everything at Okada Shorts. Check out our link tree to see all our different things. And we're going to keep on keeping on, man. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have any final words, Curtis, or am I signing this mothery off?
1: Uh, Go fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Let's win this fucking Super Bowl on Sunday, bitches. Let's fucking go. Chiefs Kingdom, rise up.
0: (laughs) Okay, then. With that said, rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what?
1: Short. <laughs> <laughs> it's a